business without all the bullshit. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the first Steve Freeman Podcast midweek update. I had put out on social media a while back and said, hey, what do you guys think about uh, an extra episode that's a little different from Monday and Friday's episode where I just kind of look at some of the top stories around. I'll give my two cents, but kind of just get you up to date with what's going on in the world middle of the week on Wednesdays on Hump Day. You all said it was a great idea, so by God, here we are. Let's jump into it. First story, movie theaters are fixing to start opening again August 26th, uh, which is next Tuesday. Now, as a general rule, they are going to be allowed to open at 30% capacity. However, Dr. Anne Ramoyne, professor of epidemiology and director of Center for Global and immigrant health at the University of California, Los Angeles, says there is no scenario in which going to the movies right now is safe unless you rented out the entire theater. Short of renting out an entire theater, which is obviously not an option for most of us, there is no scenario in which going to a movie theater is a good idea. She also further explained that there are no risk-free scenarios overall, but movie theaters combine all of the problem elements people have been advised against, which, of course, is social distancing, uh, people not wearing masks and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, at 30% capacity, though, one would think that you are able to socially distance. I, I mean, I, I don't know how many people that... that a movie theater typically holds, let's say it's it's 200. Um, and so 60 people would be a third of the capacity. I would think that you could sit, you know, one every three or four chairs. And l- listen, I know what this is. This is this. Everybody wants to get back to business. Believe you me, I do, too. What's funny is that when I talk about anything that has anything to do with COVID or anything that has anything to do with masks or the coronavirus, Here's get find this. This is interesting. Everybody on YouTube, they accuse me of being a right wing Republican. Everybody on Facebook accuses me of being a liberal and I should be on CNN. That's how weird and really fucked up this whole situation is. I, I like I, I said the other day on, on, on Monday's episode, I believe it was that, that I saw a, a meme and I thought this was so great. People are confusing prevention with oppression. And and I, I don't find it oppressive that somebody wants to think you should wear a mask. I had somebody comment on a, a Facebook post that why would somebody be afraid of something that has a, you know, less than 1% death rate, a 99.9, you know, 99% uh, success rate. Um, And my comment back was, this is not about dying. This is about not getting the fucking thing to begin with. And that's what I guess I don't understand. I don't know about you. Maybe some of you out there, maybe you feel a little different. I don't want to get this fucking thing at all. Right? I mean, that's one thing we do know medically and scientifically is that this thing affects people very differently. It's not like the flu where there is these nine symptoms and everybody that has the flu 
gets these nine symptoms. It's not that way. It's affecting everybody very differently. Some people are losing feeling in their limbs. Some people are losing their sense of smell, their sense of taste. It, 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 the, what it's, how it's affecting people with their lungs. Guys, I'm a smoker. Okay, I'm trying to quit smoking. And my buddy, Doug Ellen, has 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 gifted me this program that I'm going to start taking because it, it is important to me to stop smoking. But right now I'm not and I'm a smoker. So it does. I don't want to get the thing. I'm not I am not wearing a mask because of any political affiliation, uh, because of any uh, a right wing or left wing belief. I'm wearing it simply because I don't want to get COVID-19. I'm not scared of it. But I don't want to get it. So listen, when it comes to these movie theaters and all these other businesses opening, I'm all for it. Okay, I'm on both sides of the fence of this issue. I am all for businesses getting back to normal. At the same time, if we want that to happen, the quickest way to make that happen is to just take some preventative and precaution. Wear the mask. I don't under nobody is trying to take your freedom away. By asking you to wear a mask. I, this is It's just one of the craziest things. Right now, we're going through this with football. College football, a lot of conferences are, are canceling the entire season. Uh, some are moving it to spring. Um, the stadiums, they were just talking about University of Tennessee this morning, is, is going to be at 25% capacity at Neyland Stadium. I mean, which is, which is nobody. I mean, with 25% capacity, there is more than enough room to socially distant. And if everybody's wearing a mask, here's the thing, folks, if we want to get back to normal and when we want to get back to being able to enjoy the things that we want to enjoy, going to the movies, going to football games, uh, going out in public and, and restaurants, and, and if we want to be able to do that. I guess what I don't understand is wearing a mask is a very small price to pay. I do not like wearing a mask. My daughter plays uh, is on the varsity team for volleyball at her school. Every time we're go, we ha we're having to have our temperature checked before we walk into a game. Davidson County here in Nashville is not even allowing high school sports to go on yet. So all of our games have been 30 minutes away, 45 minutes away, an hour away. That is an inconvenience. Tonight, I've got to drive an hour and 10 minutes to get to my kid's volleyball game. And when I get there, they're going to check my fucking temperature and they're going to make sure that I'm wearing my mask. And then in this in the rows uh, in, in the gyms, every other row is blocked off with caution tape. Okay, it's all inconvenient. But they are rules that are set up to protect us. It has nothing to do with trying to oppress your freedoms. It's just about everybody not getting it. it like I told the guy on Facebook, this has nothing to do at all with with as with dying. Okay. This has nothing to do with, oh, well, it's, it's not going to kill you. It has everything to do with just simply not wanting to get the fucking virus. And what's wrong with that? We put a, how many of you people that are, that are anti-mask out there that I'm not going to do it. How many of you fucking people wear your seatbelt? Do you wear your seatbelt? Do you think that every time you get behind the wheel of your car, you're going to get in a, an accident, which is going to result in the loss of your life? No, you put the goddamn seatbelt on to prevent it from happening should it happen. Why in the world is a mask any different whatsoever? Why? Why do you wash your hands? Most and you should be. Why do you wash your hands before COVID? Why do you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom? Why, when you go in a public restroom or a public this, do you make sure that you wash your hands? It, because it is preventative. You are taking precaution. 
The mask is nothing different. The whole COVID thing has been politically weaponized. Yes. But the virus itself is a real deal. And one of the ways that they're saying that can help. There's some people saying a mask don't help. There's science that proves that masks don't help. Then there's some that says, oh, well, masks do help. If they're, I'm going to tell you something. I think about masks in this situation the exact same way I think about Jesus. Better safe than sorry. So, okay, quit, quit messing around. And if you really want to get back to normal, you want to be able to go to the movie theaters. You want to be able to enjoy your life. If wearing a mask out in public when you go into a store or a grocery store or a gas station, if you go any of those places, why in the world is it such a big deal to just put on the mask? I bought surgical gloves. And when I stop for gas now, I put on a surgical glove to fill my gladiator up. I'm I'm not being a fucking Democrat because I don't want to get the COVID-19. I don't want to get the virus. So I'm sick of people fucking jumping on me over it. I am. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. I don't want to get the virus. And if wearing a mask has a 5% chance of helping me not get it, regardless of whether I would survive it or not, I don't want to get it. I don't want my wife to get it. I don't want my kids to get it. I don't want my parents to get it. I don't want my neighbor to get it. And I don't fucking want you to get it. Stop being such fucking pussies over this thing and just do your part to help us get over it. Stop thinking about whether it's Republican or whether it's Democrat. Get the thing fucking over with. And the only way to do that is for those of you that are out there that are being this way to just shut the fuck up and put on a goddamn mask. How about that? Comment on that, motherfucker. Boy, these midweek updates are going to get fiery. All right, on a lighter subject. I don't drink, but I found this very interesting. You know, Ryan Reynolds, the actor Deadpool, um, along with thousands of other other movies, a couple years ago, he started a gin company um, called Aviation. Well, guess what? Yesterday, he sold it for $610 million. Actually, it's going to wind up being more than $610 million. I believe he got $335 million up front. But the total deal, supposedly, around $610 million. Not a bad payday. What it kind of reminds me of, we had on the podcast not long ago, Doug Ellen, the uh, writer, creator, director of HBO's hit show Entourage. If you haven't seen that episode, go check it out. Really cool, really cool episode. Um, what this reminds me of is when uh, when Turtle was involved in, in the Avion tequila and sold it, but they never told us on the show how much money Turtle actually made from it. I'm wondering if it was close to the $335 million that Ryan Reynolds made. Not a bad payday. Every time I see something like this, I, I, I went in the wrong business. Maybe I should start drinking and acquire some sort of a taste for a tequila or a gin and then start my own company and then sell it for $610 million. So congratulations for Ryan Reynolds. And honestly, I've, I've met Ryan. I've been around him a few times. One of the honest to God, truest, nicest people on the entire planet. And so I, I couldn't him and Blake Lively, uh, just just great people. Uh, so I couldn't be happier. Uh, for, for them. It just awesome. Way to go. Six hundred and ten million dollars. All right. Those of you artists, songwriters, singers, let me get some coffee here. 
It's almost uh, American Idol season 4,554. And because of what's going on with COVID, Nashville auditions or Tennessee auditions, I guess they're calling it, they're going to be virtual auditions. Uh, And those are set for August 24th. So if you're one of these people that think that American Idol is the answer for you, regardless of the fact that the last 18 winners have absolutely gone on to do zero zilch nada, you can't even name who won. Uh, But if that doesn't matter to you and you think that you're the one and you're special and you're like the fucking airbender and and this is all going to work out for you. And the only key that you're missing is being on national television on American Idol. Then this is for you. You can do this. You can audition virtually August 24th, which is this coming Monday. They're going to be hosting open call virtual Zoom auditions for the competition show uh, here in Tennessee. Um, The show is hosted. It's called Idol Across America. It's first ever live virtual uh, nationwide search for the next superstar, which will include remote auditions taking place across all 50 states plus Washington, D.C. For the first time since the show's inception 635 years ago, making auditions easier than ever. If you would like to participate, all you have to do is go to ABC.com and uh, do whatever the hell it says to do on there. If you think American Idol's the way for you, please go do it. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, TikTok. This was interesting. A lot of controversy over TikTok the last couple of weeks. Um, Whether it's going to be banned, whether Trump's going to ban it, it's going to be gone. Microsoft's thinking about acquiring it, where we are in that process. Trump Trump has given them some time to actually get this deal done. In the meantime, uh, TikTok has struck a deal with music distribution platform United Masters. That will enable TikTok users to distribute their music directly from the app. Now, when you use other music distributors like One RPM, my favorite, um, you can make sure that your music is available on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok to use as sounds. This is different. This is going the other way. For you content creators, songwriters, musicians, artists, you will now be able to upload your music directly through TikTok and United Masters and then distribute from there out to Apple Music and Google Play and Spotify and other places. So in essence, TikTok will become your distributor. Uh, this partnership enables TikTok users to distribute their music directly to other music streaming platforms. TikTok will opt all music from its creators who join United Masters into the platform's commercial music library with the artist's permission, giving businesses access to a large catalog of new sounds to use in their content. TikTok will also partner with United Masters in promoting key artists on the platform. There's a there's a there's a little caveat to a key artist. It doesn't mean everybody. So if, if you're in the process of, of key artist usually means somebody that has a very large following. What is it? What's her name? Charlie D'Amelio or, or whatever. There are several uh, very big creators on the platform. They will have the opportunity to, to be featured on TikTok uh, along with United Masters in conjunction with this partnership. So start growing your numbers. And maybe you, too, will be one of these key artists. Uh, Kevin Mayers, the CEO of TikTok, he said creators are the beating heart of the TikTok community, often inspired by the artists who bring their music to the platform and providing a haven for them to thrive is our key mission. Founder, CEO of United Masters, Steve Stout said, if you are a music artist, TikTok is the best place for your music to go viral and United Masters is the best place to sustain it while retaining full ownership of your work. 
I've had many of you over the years uh, in my series on music distribution, the best digital distributor of each year, have had me check into United Masters. I've checked into them a few times. Um, I have never used United Masters, so I can't tell you that, yes, it's a good thing. No, it's a bad thing. They are good. They're positive. There are negative things about every music distributor out there. I have been partnered with one RPM because I know the people there. I know who's running the company. I, I'm familiar with with their dashboard. I'm familiar with how they do business. Um, and I like them the best. That's why I always push them. But if you want to check out United Masters, uh, go and and do that. Because, and I've been telling you guys, if, you, if you're not on TikTok and you're not taking that thing seriously, you really should. Because recently TikTok announced a one billion, that's B with a B, like bzz, billion dollar TikTok creator fund to help support ambitious artists looking to foster a livelihood through their innovative content. And the company has even become the go-to staging ground that has helped previously little known or undiscovered artists like Little Nas X, uh, MJ, Stay Solid Rocky, Pow Fu, Benny, Y2K, and BB, BB, BB Nas. I don't know. Why do, what is the deal now with everybody having to have a little or a dollar sign in their name? I've got to rethink this whole thing. Now, I, I think we need to rebrand the podcast. And I think instead of the S in Steve, I, I need to change it to a dollar sign. And then I need to put a little in front of it so that it's actually the little Steve Freeman podcast dollar sign. X. Yeah, because you got to have the X. Everybody's got X now. I'm, I, to be honest with you, and look, I'm 43 years old. So uh, I, maybe I'm not supposed to, but I have no clue who any of these people are. I really don't. Now, Lil Nas X, yeah, of course. There's nobody on the face of the planet that doesn't know who Lil Nas X is after whatever that song was he had last year, uh, Old Town Road. I mean, if there's one thing you can guarantee you after that thing is that that he's right up there with, with Jesus, that pretty much everybody on the face of the planet knows who that guy is. But any of these other people, I'm sorry, call me out of touch. I don't know who they are. I have no clue who they are. But combined... They've received like five billion streams and over a half a million distributed tracks. So they're doing something right. I'm not I'm not knocking them because I don't know who they are. Good for them. There's a lot of people having a lot of success that we've never heard of. OK, I want to wrap this week's midweek update up with something that that I was actually going to reserve my opinions on things. I was just going to report what's going on and I was going to reserve my opinion for this last thing and kind of call it my two cents. Um. But as I've noticed, I've actually given my opinion on everything we've talked about, which is that's OK. But I want to talk about this new single. WAP or WAP, whatever, from Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, because you got to have that extra E in there because it's not it's not cool enough if it's just the. It has debuted at number one, it's the number one song in the country, and it's been the talk of Twitter TikTok, everything else for the last 10 days. The first week out, it's had 93 million streams. Listen, if you've not listened to this, I would not encourage you to go listen to the song. The lyrics in this song just absolutely disgust me. And here's my two cents. I'm getting tired of being preached to by women, of telling me that I can't think this, I can't say that. Now, listen to me. Listen very carefully. Don't stop there and then comment. 
What we're seeing that has gone on in a past, in a history and track record of women being abused in the entertainment business, it is real. It is factual. The Me Too movement is real and it should be. But then there's the other side of the coin where we're told we're supposed to respect women. We're supposed to, to, to elevate them and, and, and hold them up and, and, and respect. Respect is the word that just keeps coming to my mind that we're told and we're preached to that we've got to be respectful, that we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And then Cardi B comes out with a song like WAP or WAP, whatever it is. Which, by the way, if you're not, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but I, it's, I feel like I've got to do it. WAP stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Okay, that's the title of the song. And Cardi B knows that her fan base is 12 to 25-year-old girls and women. With what we're going through right now with all of this child sex trafficking and, and everything else that's going on, no telling the bombshell that's going to drop on Hollywood. If you thought Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey were a big deal, you've seen nothing yet. But in this world where we're trying to prevent these kind of things, at the same time, we're being told we need to respect women more. The biggest artist in the format comes out with a song called Wet Ass Pussy. The song starts off with lyrics like, there's a hoe in this house. There's a whore in this house. There's a whore in this house. And if you want to look up the lyrics of this song, this is what they are selling your fucking kids. And yet you want to stand on the other side of that screen and preach to me about how I need to respect women more. Well, I'll tell you the first step. I've got a 17-year-old daughter and I've got a 14-year-old daughter. And it's not my job to teach them how to be great women. It's my job to show them how men should treat women. And I'm going to start right here by saying nobody listens to Cardi B in my house. Because this song is going around. It's on TikTok. You've got, and I've seen it personally. You've got these little kids lip syncing to this song. And if you reset, if all you got to do is go to Google, type in Cardi B WAP lyrics, and they come up. Parents, read this shit and see what your kids are involved with. You want to stand up there and you want to preach to me about being respectful and, and viewing women in a different light. How am I supposed to do that whenever these are the people that your kids look up to? This is the messaging that they're sending out there. This look, I, I'm all I'm all for artistic expression. I'm not saying Cardi B shouldn't do this. What I'm saying is that if you, that if you as a leader in this movement for women, if you want to really take that position, then maybe you ought to think about what you're putting out there because she knows who her fan base is. She knows it's kids. This this to me is is on another level. And it shows by the popularity, 93 million streams. So when y'all are running around in your convertibles and you're, all you women uh, are on, on TikTok and you've got your phone up and you're in your bikinis, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But you are, are lip syncing or singing or, or featuring this track on TikTok or on your social media, don't you ever fucking tell me about respecting you again. Start fucking respecting yourself. Because maybe when you start respecting yourself and other people can see you respecting yourself, then maybe that'll brush off and other people will respect you the way that you want to be respected. But it doesn't start with you singing songs like this. And, and this one's a hard one for me because I I don't, I the video, the, I, I'm just... I, 
this one blows me away. It, it, now, now here's the thing. 10 years ago, it wouldn't have really even surprised me that much. But with what we're going through today with the Me Too movement, with the child sex trafficking, with everything else that is real and that is happening, I cannot believe that this is now the time that an artist like Cardi B would 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 consciously make the decision to throw this trash out into the public, knowing the reaction that it's going to get. And she's feeding off the controversy. Trust me, the, the, the 93 million streams would probably be, you know, 20 million streams if it wasn't so controversial, which is even worse because she's using the controversy of it to drive it, to drive the streams, to drive the sales, to drive the attention. So I'm tired. I'm tired of being down here in the pew while 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 more women after woman after woman stands up and tells me I don't respect women the way that I should. Why don't y'all start talking to Cardi B? Because this is what your kids are listening to. This is what your kids are watching. These are the messages that are getting implanted in their head. You want to talk about being desensitized? This is where it starts. This right here is where it starts. Absolute trash, absolute filth. And when it comes to art, guys, I'm probably the most liberal person you know. I really am. But to me, I just think that there's no room in our society for this kind of trash. I just don't. That's going to do it for the very first inaugural Steve Freeman podcast midweek update. Guys, don't forget, follow me on social media at the Steve Freeman. If you'd like to join our private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash the Steve Freeman or click the link in the show notes to join our private Facebook group. We can continue the conversation right there. Also coming up on Friday's episode, we've got a good one for you. You do not want to miss it. The five mistakes you are making right now. You do not want to miss it. Then on Monday's episode coming up, we've got TikTok sensation, Instagram star, C. King will be joining us. You ought to go go follow him now on both platforms at I am underscore C. King. He does the best Denzel Washington impression and Dave Chappelle impression you have ever heard. He joins us on Monday's episode. Guys, until then, you're up to date. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman. 